and Lex. Two imperfect six-figure business coaches, co-founders, and friends who decided to combine our superpowers to bring to market something we wish we had when we entered the world of coaching. A real, non-BS, intimate, and fun community built with integrity, intention, and a few glasses of wine. In this podcast, we get real. Real about life. Business. Relationships and what it really takes to find your version of success in the world of coaching. Are you ready, Lex? I'm set, Em. Let's coach. Hi, Lexi. Hi, Emily. (laughs) Birthday girl, birthday queen. Happy 22nd birthday. How does it feel to be 22? Wow. I mean, I can barely, barely remember 21 because it feels like it was yesterday and it was guys because I'm only 22 years ago. So happy. Thursday. Oh, no. <laughs> so mean. Okay. No, I'm not mean. I am 36 is a beautiful age. There's nothing to be ashamed of um, at all. It's you are in the prime of life. And what advice do you have for our listeners on this 36 journey around the sun? Protect your joints protect your joints guys. Oh my God. My voice just cracked. I'm like perfect timing. Um, no, truthfully, I feel like my joints are definitely something I do. And I feel a little bit more than I, I definitely did in my twenties. And I was a big runner in my twenties and running now. It feels like running through concrete is a lot harder, wet concrete. Um, so be, take those vitamins, protect your joints and be mindful, wear sunscreen protect your skin. I remember when people would tell me to do that and be like, I'm never getting age spots. And like, you like see little things popping up on your skin and you're like, oh shoot, stars were just like us. Okay. So (laughs) body well, cover your body well. Oh, one thing I've been telling a lot of college students, I didn't have the money to do this, but I wish someone had told me and I would have found the money. I wish I'd buy real estate as a younger kid. And I mean that, I know that's really random and very specific, but like, I wish I had an asset, even if it was like a really crappy house that I was able to, to turn into a bigger asset and then a bigger asset down the line and, um, evolve and grow with me as I was able to invest more money. Fantastic advice. If you are interested in wealth at any point, the sooner you can get your foot in the door with any sort of real estate investment, the sooner you'll be able to do the next step, step up, next step up. I um, we, So we obviously have our home, which is our primary investment at this point in time, but our next big investment that we want to make is something else in real estate. So Ooh, like what? To be determined because the, I don't know, the market. CJ, I've been wanting to pull the plug on this for years. He's a little bit more cautious whether it be something we buy to rent out, mm. uh, some sort, something that gives us some sort of monthly return. At one point prior to buying our house, now we owned a condo that we rented out for a couple of years, and so there was recurring revenue that came in, and it was really nice. Now we sold that to be able to step stone into our house now. Yeah, um, so get like yeah, smaller something. I know. And I feel like it's not something you're talked about. It's not talked about unless you have parents that are like really savvy with real estate. And, um, but I like that way of like building wealth and building generational wealth and something that can be passed on. One of the 
investments that I'm looking at right now. I met with one person this week and I'm meeting with a second person at the end of the week is to build an ADU, an additional <laughs> dwelling unit. So you've been to rent my house before we have this like very old garage and then a carport and you can turn it into a two car garage and add like a livable space above. Um, but it's a fortune. It's like literally building a second home. If you add plumbing and the foundation for it, but if you don't add plumbing, it's so much cheaper. So I'm like, would I I have to have crunched some numbers, but thinking about like, if we were to turn it into an ADU, would it increase the value of our property down the road? And also could we turn it into an Airbnb? Um, So we have some passive revenue coming in and like, at what point will that even out with the investment of the ADU and the the Airbnb? But also like when you have in-laws coming into town, it's really nice to give them their own space. Yeah. We, you have a separate garage. We are, my property is pretty unique too, because I have the detached garage. So that's something we we've talked about. And there are versions in my neighborhood where this is my neighborhood, like the out, outer rim of homes, they do have the ADUs on top of the garage where my inner rim, us, us little poor people, us cattle people, <laughs> we don't have the ADU up top, but it's, um, a really smart investment if you're looking to build wealth long-term. Before I transition it though, also, um, I just want to make sure you have the mic one more time in case you had any last partying 36 years of life, <laughs> your birthday, because it was your birthday guys. Oh, okay. Um, I'll say something that surprised me and this is, I might get like a little choked up, but I've been a mom now for almost 20 months. And it's like literally been the best thing I've ever done in my entire life. And probably the thing that I'm most proud of in terms of being able to like hang out with this little dude. And if you're an aunt or if you're around kids or don't want kids, totally cool, but just spend some time with them. And you realize it's, it's such a refreshing take on life when someone's looking at life through like a brand new lens where they're not jaded by life. They're not disappointed by anyone. They can feel the whole range of emotions within like a 20 second burst. It's phenomenal. I'm like the actor award goes to the Oscar goes to, to Jackson. But I think just pausing and being able to be like, Holy smokes, he is growing and evolving and learning every day. And like, the stories I tell him or the songs I sing him or the conversations I have with him are making that difference in his life. And so, um, yeah, that's just kind of my, my reflection of where I'm really, really happy with, with who I am and what I've created and the people I've surrounded myself with in this 36th year I'm spinning on this planet. It was beautiful, Emily. I got, I got a little emotional there myself. Oh, man. <laughs> Mama, mamahood. Um, so before we just went into mamahood and made Emily made me want to cry, we were talking about real estate and we were talking about real estate as a smart way to build wealth. Another way to build wealth is diversifying your revenue streams. Now we've talked about this on the show before, but we want to talk about it from a little bit of a different lens today. And we want to talk about, should you add a coaching offer to your business and some considerations, not the how, not the how to, but the should you, and what are the benefits? What are the pros? What are the opportunities? What are the cons? All the things. Yeah. And I think, you know, coachable, coachable moments. I was even thinking about 
someone who's like built built an empire in real estate. And I bet you these people who are really smart with their real estate have a coaching revenue stream coming in for them where they're teaching other people how to build their coaching. I'm sorry, how to build their um, real estate empire. And yeah. so it's, it's like, yeah, it's such a, it's a great conversation, Lexi. And I'm curious, what are your initial thoughts about people who are successful business owners creating this revenue stream? So you and I were doing a brainstorm session recently and every single, a bit of context, everyone, every cohort that Emily and I have for Ready, Set, Coach, we intentionally curate the majority of it around certain, a certain theme that we feel like would foster mutually beneficial partnerships, maybe different events, and, and basically create an opportunity for the woman within themselves. So this current cohort is largely focused around family. Now that not every single person in the cohort is a mom, but we have a, quite a big chunk that are moms or offer something in the family space. And it's been a really great opportunity for, for partnerships. Okay. So for this cohort that we're enrolling now, depending on when you're listening, we're in June right now. So we're enrolling in our summer 2023. We are calling those that serve the world of business and specifically consultants. Mm-hmm freelancers, agency owners, or business owners who serve those in business, because it is one of the most natural examples, or um, it's a business model that makes so much sense to add on a revenue stream. And I'm going to pause. I have examples, but I feel like I've been talking a lot. And this is a <laughs> so Emily, I love your voice so much. <laughs> no, I, I, I think that Yeah. So one of the conversations I had recently with a friend was talking about her own marketing agency and talking about how oftentimes a challenge that can occur is people hear the numbers of how much it costs to work with a marketing agency. And it's not cheap, but it's, you know, usually upwards of four or $5,000 for all of these incredible deliverables. And this person, well, they might, but at least, yeah, (laughs) that's small, at least you've seen quotes for like, Way more. $40,000 a month. And a lot of these clients then are like, I want this, but I can't afford this. And they're not at the place where, yeah, they're not at the place where they can implement it. And so instead of letting that individual just walk away and hope down the lines, like in three or four years that they, they have all their ducks in, an or, in order and they're coming back to you and being like, yes, sign me up for your services. This is the opportunity, the missing gap where you could plug in a coaching revenue stream. So for example, you could create a four-month coaching program and you could invite them in and say, hey, look, I can't at, you know, I can't discount my services for my coaching or for my for my consulting or for my agency, but I can come in and I can help you one-on-one for four months, implement and learn how to do X, Y, and Z. And then the coolest thing about this, Lex, too, is oftentimes now this person knows and understands what goes into it. They do it. They they do the work. They're empowered by it. But down the line, now they also have built like, know, and trust. And so when they have reached that point when they're like, you know what? I, I've done it. I know how to do it. I'm ready to hire you as the agency component. It's extending the life cycle of the client. 
Yes. And I know it's your birthday, but I'm going to talk about me for a second because (laughs) (laughs) it's over. It's fine. It was yesterday. I think my, my uh, journey with PR bar is a really interesting example. Now Mm -hmm. I've done a lot of things backwards in this world. So I started with a coaching business, the coaching business eventually lended itself to starting an agency in a very similar way. So I started the coaching business because I knew there were so many done for you service providers out there, consultants, agencies, et cetera. What happened though, point is people that were coaching with me, once they started seeing success, they reached a revenue point or a phase in their business where they then wanted to work with an agency. (laughs) They're like, Hey Lex, when are you going to start an agency? I was like, Okay. Yeah. <laughs> so I now I have one and I love it. But the point being, it's it's demonstrating that natural progression that can happen. Now, if you currently have a done for you practice, what I'm saying is now you have an opportunity to not just get on sales call after sales call and spend your whole life handling price objections. You can add a coaching offer to your business to meet them where they're at now. And then mm-hmm. one day prep and prime them to become their agency as well or done for you. Lex, how can people find out how to work with us? Super simple. Go to readysetcoachprogram.com. Link in show notes. Yeah. And I think when you get a proposal too, so you have a really successful call with someone and I imagine Lex, if someone's like, oh my God, yeah, I want to have done for you, uh, done for you uh, PR. And then they get your proposal for done for you versus done with you. They're like, Oh, well, okay. I want this one instead. And down the line, I want to aspire to that one. Um, so it's an opportunity to not lose them as a potential client. And also, yeah, like to what we said earlier, just build that, like no interest to continue working with them and increase the longevity of their life cycle. Yeah. And guys, It is so much smarter than just a cost decision because, for example, when I upgrade a coaching client to a agency client for PR, they are phenomenally a better client because they Mm -hmm. understand now what they're paying for. There's so much value in getting your, if you're a business owner yourself in coaching and learning how to do the thing yourself, even if at one point, and this applies for anything accounting, even if you're going to outsource accounting at one point, it's to your benefit as a business owner to learn how to do it yourself. And I'm actually going to share an example with my husband here. Two weeks before I popped out and forced him to take paternity leave, or I popped out, do you know, I was like, I'm out of myself. So curious (laughs) about this, where this is going. Ashlyn came out of my belly there. He's a business owner as well. uh, Director of HR quit. And she was solely responsible for payroll. She was the person who did payroll. They were all of a sudden in panic mode. What they ended up having to do was hire an old employee, spend a bunch of money to get her to come back in and teach my husband how to do payroll. Now, he's at a company stage and growth where he didn't need to, but it's a really great example where at least I feel as a business owner, you should know how to do the core functions in case something happens with personnel. Totally, totally agree with that. And Lex, when you think about individuals that it would make sense for them to to add a coaching revenue stream, 
I also think about the value that it brings me to help people and let them kind of access my brain. Pretty much they can have the run of it while we are coaching together. Like, I don't know if you feel this way when you're coaching, but I feel picking your brain calls are kind of the natural thing that happens first and foremost. You're a successful business owner or a freelancer or consultant or agency owner, and you've done you've done the thing. And then all of, all of a sudden out of the woodwork, it's like that girl from high school and that sorority sister and that person you met once in a random place that it's still connected to you on LinkedIn, like start asking to pick your brain because they want to know your secrets and they want to know your strategies and they want to know how did you get from here to here? And can you tell me all of the things over a 30 minute coffee date? And you're like, oh my effing God, how am I going to, how am I going to do this? And it's, while it can start off being really flattering, it can leave you feeling really exhausted. It's really hard to preserve your boundaries in those things. And so adding a coaching revenue stream is a wonderful and empowering way to be able to give value and provide resources and mentorship, but also preserve your time and energy. What do you think? Sounds like a woman speaking from personal experience. (laughs) What? No, I would, I loved riding the subway and going to unpaid coffees like 12 a day. It was so fun. Right. So Emily basically was the person, if you aren't reading between the lines, (laughs) everyone and anyone wanted to pick her brain. And she's like the happiest, happiest, nice, happy too nicest person ever. And it was really, you know, it, it becomes a lot and it's, it's I just rolled over. I was like a puppy. I was like, there you go. Here's my belly. Take it. All the things. All the things. So we kind of highlighted consultants, freelancers, and agency owners. There's such a natural, smart business reason to add on a coaching offering of some sort. Now that can be low ticket. It could be in form of, you know, maybe a course. It could also be coaching one-on-one short-term, like those 90 minute sessions. It could be a program that, you know, there's considerations there for your time to to think about. Business owners, however, there's another really interesting opportunity for, and I want to highlight a past Ready, Set, Coach graduate. She's also in our grad program. Um, who was a product-based business owner. <laughs> she had grew a successful candle company. She wanted to become a business coach to help other product-based business owners yeah. learn how to grow their business, product-based business with partnerships, right? So that is an example of in her life when she felt a little exhausted mm-hmm. by all the things that happen or that get that go into a manufacturing a product based business this was an easy add on for her and one where she didn't have to have everyone just picking her brain and it, it made her feel refreshed with her business again yeah and and being able to again not look at her business if she put she she shuttered her business it wasn't for not it was for being able to take those learnings and that growth and being able to share it and exercise the value that she had and those learnings that she had in a really strategic strategic way moving forward um in the same vein i feel like i can gosh i can i can give you two stories of very similar where people they had their business and they had so many learnings from their business on ways that they could, for example, like creating the marketing. Like one of my girlfriends created 
um, created a jewelry business and she understood that the thing that she liked more than creating the jewelry was creating the marketing for around the jewelry and creating the experiences and the, the emails and the websites. And like that ended up becoming her love and her passion. So then she took, she ended up selling her business and now does websites and marketing and emails for product, product-based businesses. So if we were to turn this episode, right, into should you add a coaching offer to your business, here are some examples based on everything that Emily and I just said that would lean you towards the yes, you should. So you should consider it if you're looking for a new low risk, low cost revenue stream. You should, if you really want to learn or figure out how to extend the life cycle of one of your clients, you should, if you really want to give back, or maybe something is pulling at your heartstrings and you're in a a position where you're ready to really step into mentorship, what are some other shoulds or shouldn'ts? Um, I think so. another should is you get a lot of DMs or messages from people being like, can I have... X amount of time um, on your calendar so to ask you questions. Uh, I, we have an, a perfect example of a of a past client who recently just added it on, and she was she was nervous, but she just took she took action and she was able to add it and book someone booked immediately. In that, um, t- like you want to build a life where it's not your physical body that is doing the work. And so I think, especially as freelancers, if you're listening to this and you're a a photographer, or if you're someone that is creating with their body something, you have to think longevity wise. And at the start of the show, I talked about my, my aching, my aching joints. Um, But if you are a a chiropractor, if you're, and you are like hands-on moving people with your, your body, like, is there a way where you can help? other chiropractors build their business and become a coach that way, you know, so you can still take your expertise. And that's, I said earlier, low risk and low cost because the business model of coaching really can be done virtually. You don't Mm -hmm. need manufacture of product. You don't have to stock up on anything. So aside from basic systems, and maybe if you invest in coaching yourself and, you know, general reoccurring costs like taxes and what have you, it, it really is, a a light risk business model. On the flip side, you shouldn't add coaching, a coaching offer to your business if you don't want to teach. Let's start there. (laughs) And you shouldn't also do it if you don't want to be the face of your business. I think that's something that you have to be cognizant of. Like I have my hydro flask in front of me. I have no idea who created a hydro flask. Um, But of all of a sudden it was like Haley from hydro flask is here she would have, the person would have to be really comfortable of like marketing themselves for this specific offer. So if you're someone who likes to hide, coaching is probably not the right thing for you. Totally agree. That's a great one. You also shouldn't maybe do this if the only thing you're looking for is really fast, high volume sales, um, building this while low risk, and it can be quick. Um, a lot of people fall into the trap of thinking they can just build and launch, for example, an online course and build it and they will come. And that's not the case. Mm-hmm. It's like any other offering you've probably launched might take initially some time to get going. But once it's going, you know, can be a low cost investment for a really high return. 
Yeah. And you should also, um, shouldn't do this if you have like a love hate relationship with email or social media, uh, knowing that you're going to have to put your offer out there. And one of the resistances we've talked about in past episodes is people being like, oh my God, I can't say that I'm a coach and on LinkedIn, people are going to judge me. I'm scared. Totally normal, totally respectable, but also how are you going to let people know if you're not whispering it or putting it out to any shizzle? Are we, are we not, are we missing any other things? My brain's drying up a little bit. (laughs) (laughs) I got to water. I got to water Lexi later. Um, (laughs) uh, I think the last thing too, is you don't do this if you're not someone who likes to help people. And, and I think that's a real, a real thing. Like coaching is something about holding space for people and helping people. And for both Lex and I helping people actually I'd be curious, Lex, what's your Enneagram? You asked me this. Yesterday I know. And I'm like, the only way I know it is because you probably told it to me once and my brain <sighs> doesn't remember. I'm so sorry. It's okay. It's okay. We're going to have a whole session on this afterwards, but anyways, um, you like to help people like it is literally my love language and Lexi, I, I imagine Lexi's love language. I'll have to study her, her things later, but it, in terms of like helping individuals, it makes me feel so good to be able to make a change in another person's life. Yeah. So you should, if you're looking for something where you can give back, where you can create impact, this is a really great, great thing to consider. So your homework today is to make a decision. Mm -hmm. Should you, or shouldn't you, you listening to this right now, if this episode applied to you, if you're sitting on the fence, we just gave you the questions you need to ask yourself. So your homework is to decide, should you, yes, you should, or shouldn't you? Nah, you shouldn't. <laughs> and with that, we will see you the next time. If you're enjoying the Ready, Set, Coach podcast, please leave a review wherever you are listening. For more information about Ready, Set, Coach, visit readysetcoachprogram.com.